0: No name calling here, just differing opinions, going head to head. With Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is
1: 824. Here we got our Counterpoint brought to you by Pizzaville, 4167-363636, or pizzaville.ca. We got John Raz and Bill Hutchison in studio. Both, of course, former Liberal War Room Director and a former broadcaster, longtime journalist. Hello. Hi. Hello. I kind of mashed that all in there. <laughs> Um, all right, confirm tonight that, uh, oh wait, I should probably, let me get the Andrew Shear stuff out of the way uh, quickly because we just chatted and, and we now know, uh, Bill, that we are going to get an environmental plan, at cl- whatever we calling it, climate change, trigger. I don't know what we're calling this thing, but it's coming out Wednesday. Generally speaking, if a, if a party's not real happy with what they're putting out, they'll save it and dump it on a Friday, but clearly they think that uh, they've got something good and he's he's announcing it.
0: They've had a lot of time to work on this, so it better be a good plan. And this could be an election issue for them because a lot of people are opposed to the the carbon tax. They yeah. realize the carbon tax is not doing what it's supposed to do, that it's it's not accomplishing anything. The carbon rebates were much lower than what they were promised. So this is an opportunity. If they can come out with a viable climate change or climate action plan yeah. that does not uh, gut certain industries, uh, then, then they may have a winner.
1: Well, you know, and it kind of brings us to one of the questions we would have been talking about tonight, which is a poll a poll done by Forum uh, reveals that Canadians are actually very divided in the support of this carbon tax. 65% say it will actually affect how they vote. But more problematic, John, for Trudeau is that people on the no side are way more vot- motivated to vote on this issue. Uh, and that helps Andrew Scheer. But again, um, you know, for a plan for Scheer to be successful, I think would have to be an overhaul of recycling and reducing landfill use because he's obviously not going to go down the tax route.
2: Hodgepodge and foo for all, all of it. I don't believe a word of it. Yeah. I remember a great poll right before Barack Obama was elected, the first time that was done by uh, a tier one polling firm in the United States. And it asked people, it was a huge sample, 4,000, would you vote for a black president? And a supermajority said they would. And then two weeks later, a poll was taken Would your neighbor vote for a black president? And a superminority said yes. Which is to say that people, when they answer polls, and I've commissioned a lot of polls and written a lot of polls, tend to like to speak their conscience and feel good about themselves through that question period. I do not believe for a second that anybody this fall will be voting on environmental issues. They will be know, voting. This is yeah. not an environmental
0: um, issue, though. If it's a carbon tax it's, a tax, it's the tax that they're voting on. And if they can stand when people say, "But you got to do something about the climate," they say, "They've got a plan." Then, then they can reject the carbon tax, and that's what people want to do.
2: To that, and to wit, I would say I will shoot coffee up my nose mm. next Wednesday if Andrew Scheer comes up with a plan, innovative, reasonable, and, uh, and, and that will actually deliver results in terms of reducing our carbon imprint because nobody in a first-world country has pulled that off yet. Well, Mr. Well, Scheer challenged doesn't actually have to reduce not the our, our, we're not, our we're carbon footprint.
1: The but they're not doing it now under this. Guy. I mean, look, the bottom line is we're not reducing anything because we're not the problem. We're not the problem. Can we do our part? Absolutely, but we are not the big omitters. But he's
2: he's the one making the announcement that he's going to make an announcement. I always think he it's a to, terrible idea to, up, to
0: make an announcement that you're going to make an announcement. He has to make he has to come up with a climate change plan. Uh, he has to because otherwise. The liberals will just keep attacking him on that subject. He has to do something.
1: Anyway. Right. And he will, and I'm sure it'll, well, we'll have to wait until... until I'm excited. You'll I'm be excited. In on Wednesday, so you'll... There are you'll a lot of
0: viable options. I'm looking forward to next Wednesday.
1: Oh, I bet you are. There's been a lot of progress. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the, the big story still kind of, it should be over by next Wednesday. It will be over. Uh, but confirmed tonight that Kevin Durant did, in fact, blow out his Achilles. He had surgery today, because in America, you can get surgery pretty quickly, <laughs> especially if you have $40 million uh, but he's out, and I don't know if he's ever going to play again. But you know, I'm really sick and tired, uh, Bill, of of being apologetic over something that was not nearly as big as I think people are making it out to be.
0: Oh, you're talking about the the minor, yeah. uh, the minority that were booing when mm-hmm. when he got injured. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a natural reaction. They were so excited, and he was such a dominant force in, in that uh, first quarter that when they saw him leaving, they, oh, he's like, leading great oh my God. You know, And there was that excitement. They were caught <laughs> oh, up in thank the God, moment. His calf is injured, but that, okay? it was momentary. If you watched the extended video, you saw that everybody was standing and applauding him, and that's what most sports fans would do. So I, I don't, I don't, I think it was overblown.
1: Did you even watch,
2: Joan? No, but schadenfreude is a perpetual, you know, <laughs> sort of event around the world. There is always that section of society that just loves to envy the demise of others.
1: Oh, I don't know if anyone did that. I just honestly, I just think the thing was overblown. I mean... As we see, just I think some people were
0: caught up in the moment. Like
1: sending carnations. But it was momentary. I don't know. Everything. I
2: feel like every, t- every time somebody takes a shot at Drake, I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> and, and, you know, we all have our, you know, little petunias.
1: We um, learn late today, and I'm not sure this surprises anybody, but the premier is going to be doing a cabinet shuffle. And uh, obviously, he's had some terrible polling numbers, which I don't really know if I buy them in the first year. But, um, you know, it's been a rocky and certainly loud first year. And apparently, uh, for is eager to reset the administration. Um, John, I think that we could see a few people probably uh, go or disappear or change roles. I mean, there are certain portfolios that are very tough. Education, you need a real tough minister on that. There are certain people that I think create more um, you know, issues than, than they need. Well, to quote myself from earlier on, nonsense and food for all. If you're going to be a
2: populist and you're going to run a party like a populist and not a team, and if you are going to be the spokesperson... Prima donna of that party, and that is Doug Ford personified. It is Doug Ford's government, not a conservative government. It is Doug Ford's government. Then he cannot blame his team. He oh, can no, re no, blaming any
1: team
2: he I... can reshuffle the deck. He better have better advice. He better have more consistent policies. he's He's made some good moves in the first year. and he, every time it's he a made messaging. a good move, and I said yeah, it, it's
1: a message. Then a
2: week later, he'd make some buffoonish move, that right just which, which undermined everything he did, real inconsistency. It's all on you, Doug, and it doesn't matter how you shuffle the deck behind you. You're the ace.
1: Yeah, no, the buck stops with him for sure, and I think you know, obviously, the inner circle. I, you know, there, it's no question. It's ca- causing wrinkles and issues, and 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 I think a lot of headaches that should probably disappear.
0: I think that yeah, this is a perfect time for him to do it because they're not back in session until the end of October. Uh, and and i think you do shuffle the cabinet and you you change the agenda because it's more of a communications uh, issue that he's had because they haven't cut spending in healthcare and education and yet everybody's talking about the slashing yeah. and spending I know, and, and I think it hasn't been handled very well and there are some ministers that could be moved to other portfolios. Certainly the autism file uh, be, just blew up on them. They thought they were doing the right thing and it just blew up on them and I think that uh, moving Lisa McLeod, not necessarily a demotion but moving to another
1: portfolio has got to take
0: the pressure off her and bring in a fresh face and, and try and redress who that. Would
1: want, who would want that minister? It's such a hard you ministry. Need, the ministry of someone, tears.
0: You need someone someone who, who can communicate well. Yeah, uh,
1: look, Amy Fee, who's the the parliamentary assistant, I mean, she's got two kids with autism. This is a co- clause very close to her heart. I don't know if she's got the experience, but she's been very effective as a speaker. I think maybe I'm not sure if they'll put her in that, but it, it's a tough file. I would not want to be shuffled to that but one. But I think like they
0: that. need more of a reset of their communication strategy because yeah. they are doing some good things and they're being drowned out by the, the special interests and the unions that, that are very well organized in, <laughs> in the way they attack.
1: Tell me about it. Yeah, they're uh, only going to be getting louder. Uh, let's stop there quickly, and we will uh, take a quick break, and then we'll pick up uh, some of the other stories like pharma uh, and the teachers. The teachers, they don't want to pay for parking. Oh, the poor, poor darlings. We'll talk about that coming up in just a minute on this part of CounterPoint, which is brought to you by Pizzaville, 416-736-3636, or pizzaville.ca. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point on Global News Radio.
0: Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: And it is 8:36. Hold on, I got my mic makeup. I know, it's a pit tree. You think that's my bones? No. All right, this uh, half of Counterpoint is brought to you by Pizzaville, 4167-363636, or pizzaville.ca. We got John Raz and Bill Hutchison for our Wednesday regulars. And, uh, oh, yes, an expert panel led by uh, Eric Hoskins. Remember that guy? Is uh, calling on the feds to create this single-payer national pharmacare plan to cover every Canadian um we didn't get a lot of details about how it'll all work just that whoever gets into government should put this thing in but you look at the cost of this thing bill we're talking billions of dollars upwards of 15 billion just to kind of get it off the ground and we don't have that money for medicare but like why wouldn't you just make it so that it's for the people that can't afford medicare
0: oh because you can't do that that doesn't that doesn't sell in a in a a, an election campaign no, I mean, this is uh, it's a brilliant idea. I just like That's to know been launched every it's, year, it's not going to be 15 billion. It's going to be closer to 30 yeah, billion when, when, when it's, it's all said and done. And yeah, I don't see how you can afford it. Uh, wh- what are you going to take out of the budget to afford this? Oh, you're no, gonna, I don't go, you're to going to, to you're gonna have to cut something. You're going to have to cut something out of the budget, or you're going to have to substantially raise taxes to get an extra 15 to 30. We're running a $20 billion deficit right now. How do you pay for it? It's nice to have, but I just don't see how we can afford it. If you want to provide some sort of hardship fund that, that for people who really need uh, medication and, and uh, can't afford it, then absolutely do something like that. But yeah. uh, you, you can't just provide universal pharmacare, uh, and it doesn't make any sense.
1: No, it doesn't. We can't afford it. We've got patchwork you know, programs in place already, John. They're not working, but again, um, everyone's making it up as they go along. But we're not fixing the Medicare system. It's just going backwards, and you can't fix it, and you can't implement programs like this unless you jack up taxes. And again, I don't want any government plan, because as soon as you go that route, you're not guaranteed some of the medicines that you want. I, I think those on private plans would have a big problem giving up their private plans. Uh, just,
2: just watching the way the uh, the government has handled the distribution of marijuana, which has given uh, <coughs> uh, the, the, the folks producing illegal marijuana a huge leg up, and they still <laughs> own the market, etc., I just... The notion of the government being in charge of the distribution or of Updroid. the business of any business. But let's remember, let's remember the United States, equality of opportunity in Canada, equality of condition. We all learned that in grade 12, or at least we, we did back in the day. And so maybe that's the notion here that Dr. Hoskins believes that everybody well, just, is entitled uh, to their entitlements.
1: Yeah, well, you know, hey, he's got a great track record here in Ontario, you know, that guy's going to fix everything. Um... <laughs> The oh, I like so the Catholic high school and elementary uh, teachers are now going to be paying for parking as of I guess the new school uh, year. The school board is grappling with this thirty-two million dollar uh, budget shortfall. So, the Toronto Catholic District School Board is going to charge full-time teachers and administrators ten dollars a day to park their vehicles on school property, and it'll get it'll add up to about two grand a year. Uh, John. Um, And already out there, they're talking about this is a hit to their salary. They're rolling back their money, whatever. Um, Every single person in this world has to pay for parking. Why should they be any different?
2: I mean, unless they take the subway to work you know, or walk or do something environmentally correct. Right. That would be terrific. Oh, be but awesome. I have a question. I have, why are only the Catholic teachers being hit? Is this like penance?
1: No, but like, they're, oh, they are well, Catholic.
2: Just, we're we're going to have to pay a $10 fine. <laughs> we'll just leave the secular <laughs> people alone. No,
1: but at least they're <laughs> saying, hey, we know we've got a budget shortfall. We're going to fix it. Like they're the only school board actually doing something. But I don't feel any empathy for anyone who has to pay for parking because that's just, that's just life. But you're not a Catholic, are you? Well, I was at one time.
0: Sorry Sorry, my green P one. app is just telling me, yeah, that that I'm sorry. running out of uh, parking here <laughs> so I go just yeah. boost. my green P sure. app has just yeah. warned me. Uh, I pay 20 bucks a day for parking where I am. I don't and know you work you at a school. At, well at, I, at downtown,
1: I paid 20 bucks a day every day for, for yeah. Yeah, yeah you know it what? Gross. It's a
0: reality, and, and it's going to make the negotiations for the new contract very interesting come this summer.
1: Right, but that's if we all like won't buy this hype that oh the poor deal you know, they have to pay for parking. Well, I mean, they, I don't like, don't like paying for parking They don't have to pay for it either.
0: over July and August. They don't have to pay for it uh, over March break. They don't have to pay for it over Christmas.
1: Well, they're also not paying twenty bucks. Ten bucks is actually a pretty yes. reasonable. I just rate. want to go back to this. Uh, just the Catholics are paying, not like the Protestants or the Jews or
0: the Muslims or the This is a decision by the school board. This is a decision by the school board. So the public school board just hasn't come to this. And conclusion it's
2: only yet. the Catholic school board that are in debt. Well, no, no,
0: it's the Catholic school board that said let's not take the money out of the classroom let's find the money somewhere else let's not take it away from frontline programs well let's fund front you actually think this is
1: unfair
0: it's always been tough to be a papist no I don't I
2: don't understand this story at all why it isn't either across the board ecumenically for every teacher who now gets free parking because they do at yeah. my son's. Yes, they do. You know, secular public school. I, not I am Catholic, Catholic
0: public and I'm used to you know being feeling guilty and suffering, and, yeah, yeah. and you know paying parents. Hey, look,
1: I, I, I'm used to the parking lot being full with Give me every a GPD and, and, and a chalice opus
2: and a positive, well, That would be a, a fantasy, fantasy sanctu-
1: for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, you know, I see the the cops come by every morning and ticket as many parents' cars as they can on our street. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, but. There's no parking because those are the those
2: are the Catholic cops, right? Yeah,
1: probably. Yeah, um, the U.S. women's soccer team crushed Thailand 13-0 in um, <coughs> pardon me, in Tuesday's World Cup soccer opening. And um, I guess the highlights uh, have been getting a lot of attention, but so is the backlash against the American team. Some of the players say they're getting uh, death threats, and and they're being accused of unnecessary or unsportsmanlike behavior. Uh, is the sports world now woke? What the hell's going on?
0: This is not a nine-year-old girls' soccer team. Really this is. is elite level. This is the World Cup. If you can't handle getting beaten, then you shouldn't put a team in. And, and the fact is that when you're at that level, goals four count in, in, in a tournament like that. So And you don't pull back on your team. Uh, you have to keep going because the team needs that momentum. The team needs to to get that kind of confidence uh, from, from winning. And, yeah, I'm sorry. You get to that level... There's no mercy rule. No. If you're, if it's a bunch of nine, I coached my daughter's uh, soccer team when she was was seven, eight, nine years old, and yeah, if you were running up the score, you'd you'd back off a little bit. You put in some kids who didn't play as. as thing
1: I'm not the coach. <laughs> but I mean, it just. But but but, but there's no you, mercy
0: rule at the well, World Cup for heaven's sake. There shouldn't, it shouldn't be.
1: be. Look, you work that hard to get to that level, uh, you know. And the coach says, "Alex, uh, lay off. We won't bother." If that's my only chance, maybe in my life to get a goal, John, I'm going to get a goal so that I can, you know, I got a goal. But this is nonsense. That you know, Kevin Durant, let's send him carnations, and then the soccer team are being mean. Like, uh,
2: <laughs> I was thinking about this because 13 is not a very Catholic number. And then oh, when you go what to Thailand, you in the
1: religion tonight. <laughs> uh,
2: Right, you know, generally the religion of Thailand, as I understand it from the Wiki people, is Buddhism, which would exceed to uh all, you know, forbearance, etc. None of this story makes sense to me anyway. Elation because you won is not a sin
0: by any religion. It shouldn't be, world.
1: but apparently it is. Too many goals now on the world stage, not fair to the teams that These don't are all do the as well. Soccer parents
0: who hand out trophies for showing up.
1: Yeah, there you go. All right, guys, I got to leave it there, but thank you very much, John Raz. And Bill Hutchinson, you're On Point on Global News Radio.
0: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.